Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. In 1952, there was a record high of UFOs reported. 1,500 sightings. There has been evidence of human sacrifice, devil worship, and it is haunted by more spirits than can be counted. A family of two adults and two kids reportedly saw a giant flying thing with glowing red eyes. And meanwhile, the family's nanny that helped Veronica to care for her and Lucian's children was found bludgeoned to death in the basement of their family home. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and Uncorked. Welcome, friends, to the last Frightful Christmas episode. I hope you enjoyed these true scary stories as much as I enjoyed reading them for you. Before we get started, I wanted to wish you a very healthy and blessed new year. You know the drill. Grab your favorite hot beverage, turn off your lights, get cozy, and listen to these true, eerie stories. (laughs) Caught on tape I lived on a hobby farm outside of the suburbs. There were a lot of farm cats that weren't raised by me, but wandered around the farm anyway. One day, I noticed the body of one that had been eaten by an animal, so I set up some game cameras to see if a coyote or something was wandering around. The next time I found a dead cat, I went to watch footage from the game camera and hoped it would tell me what kind of predator I had on my hands. When I watched the footage, I saw a figure approach, turn the camera around so that it faced the fence it was sitting on, and leave it there for a few minutes until the camera was pointed to its original direction and the dead cat was visible in the frame. The only thing that would have moved the camera around like that is a human. I have no idea why a person would sneak onto my farm in the middle of the night to kill a cat, and I'm not sure I want to know. Voicemails I used to wake up with a voicemail on my phone every morning. I never heard a call come through, and I never saw evidence of one on my call log, but this happened every night for a few months. The message was always the most horrific noises, static, screaming, gurgling noises, animalistic crying sounds, and then someone would say, I'll see you soon. I had no idea what it could be or how it was getting onto my voicemail, but I assumed it was some kids playing a joke on me or something. It freaked me out enough that I decided to get a new phone number. The morning after, I woke up and checked my voicemail and felt a huge sense of relief when I saw that there were no messages. I went to work and checked the voicemail on my work phone like I always do and heard the same strange noises I'd been hearing on my phone. This time, the voice said, I'm always here. He wasn't a cop. This story is still so terrifying to me that it feels like a dream or something that happened to someone else. I was home one summer alone while my parents were at work. 
I was 12 and it was the first summer I was allowed to not have a babysitter during the day. A man came to the door and said he was with the police and he needed to check the house out for criminals. This scared me a lot as you can imagine, but I was under strict instructions not to let anyone into the house and this man wasn't wearing a police uniform. Also, per my parents' instructions, I had opened the door to see who was there, but I left the screen door shut and locked so they didn't have access to the house. I told the man at the door that I wasn't allowed to let anyone in, but my mom was in the shower. This is what my parents told me to say instead of, no one else is home, and she could let him in in a few minutes. At this point, the man quickly reached up to pull the door open and I knew something was very wrong. Finding the screen door locked, he took his keys out and began digging at the screen to get inside. I started screaming and ran upstairs to my parents' bedroom, where I locked their door, went inside the adjoined bathroom and locked that door as well, and sat there and cried. A little while later, I heard my mom's voice screaming at me through the door. Luckily, a neighbor had seen the man stabbing his keys at the door and called 911, and then my mom. The police were also there. I had to tell them what happened, but they never caught him. My mom took a leave from her job and stayed home with me for the rest of that summer. Evening Run I used to go for evening runs on the trail near my house. Not many people are around in the late evening when it starts to get dark, but it's in a park in city limits, so it's not usually deserted. One night, I got going a little late and realized I was going to be doing the second half of the jog in the dark. I'm fine with this as I'm very familiar with the trail and feel safe in the area. There was enough light from light pollution in the sky for me to not be in the total dark anyway. I was about three quarters of the way home when I stopped to catch my breath. At this point, I noticed something smelled really bad around me, but I couldn't place what it was. I thought maybe I was near a public garbage can and no one had emptied it in the last few days. Whatever it is, I don't like it and I decided I didn't need to catch my breath that badly, so I continued my run home. The next day after work, I thought back to the smell and realized I didn't want to be stuck running in the dark again. So I put my sweats on and hit the trail in the early evening. I got around three quarters done again and I noticed there was a roped off area up ahead and there was a police officer standing there. The roped off area was empty except for some dark stains in the grass, but I stopped and asked the officer what was going on. He told me they found a body there in the morning. A woman had been killed a few days prior and the decaying body was transported and dumped along the trail. I filled him in on what I noticed the previous night and he confirmed that what I smelled was likely the corpse. Given that it had just gotten dark when I came through the scene, the officer told me I was lucky as I was probably pretty close to interrupting whoever was leaving the body there. Evil Little Boy There was a little seven-year-old boy in my neighborhood that kind of freaked me out. He had pale skin and dark hair and black eyes, so I thought maybe he just reminded me of the little boy from The Omen. 
One day, there was a family emergency, and his mom frantically asked me if I could watch her kids while she and her husband went to deal with the situation. Of course, I agreed and went over there and told the kids we were going to have a surprise movie night. We watched a bunch of Pixar movies, and it was actually pretty fun. The other kids went to bed without a fuss, but the creepy kid just kept following me around and saying he didn't want to sleep. Finally, I got him to go to bed by promising him I'd tell him a bedtime story. I asked him what kind of story he wanted to hear, and he said, One where mommy dies. The Lore My friend lived a few blocks away from me in our city, and we would walk home from each other's places late at night. It was a little risky just because in any city it's never completely safe, but we had a system in place of texting each other when we got home, so we thought it was fine. One night, I was making this walk home when I heard a baby crying. Not just crying, but screaming in a way I've never heard from a baby before. I stopped and looked around and didn't see anything, but I started walking towards the noise just because it was so weird to hear a baby crying in a neighborhood where mostly 20-something kids lived. I realized the crying was coming from the middle of a parking lot behind the apartment complex next to mine. I couldn't see anything, but I was hesitant to go investigate. I was worried because it really sounded like something was wrong. My fear got the best of me and I sped walked home where I called the police from the safety of my apartment. They sent someone to investigate and I left my number. I got a call from a police officer about 30 minutes later. He said he searched the area and didn't see or hear anything strange, but he wanted to call me and let me know that men sometimes use recordings of hurt babies or children to lure women into an area where they can be abducted. She told me not to call the cops. I live in a nice suburb and never really worried about crime before this happened. I was woken up in the middle of the night by a frantic woman banging on the door. I could see out the window that she was dressed nicely and looked pretty normal for the neighborhood, but I still didn't want to open the door because I lived alone and it was in the middle of the night. I asked her what she wanted and she said she was running away from her husband who had beat her and to please let her in. I was still scared so I told her I was going to call 911 and she should just wait on the porch. I went to get my phone and when I came back, she had vanished. I called the police anyway and when they came, they said they'd gotten another call in the neighborhood from another person who this woman had told not to call the police but to let her in and the neighbor had gotten suspicious. They think this was a hoax used to gain entry to the house and there were likely other people waiting just outside my house to barge in if I had opened the door. The Intercom I'm almost 99% certain my apartment's intercom system saved my life. I live in a neighborhood with a lot of gigantic old homes that have been turned into duplexes or small apartment buildings. 
The one I live in just looks like an old mansion on the outside, but it's actually three modest apartments on the inside, and there's an intercom at the front door so that I don't have to walk down from my third floor apartment just to let someone in. Anyway, one night, I hear someone knocking at the front door. I go to the balcony and look down and see a little kid looking up at me. He says he's lost and needs help. I told him I can call the police for him, and he says no. He just needs to use my phone to call his mom to come get him. I say okay and go back inside. I had planned to just go downstairs and bring the kid my phone, but something felt off about the situation to me. On a whim, I went over to the intercom and pressed the listen button, and I heard the kid quietly talking to a gruff-sounding man about how they were going to jump me when I opened the door. Don't ride with strangers. In high school, I got into a fight with my friends and I started to walk home from a party, somewhat drunk, in the middle of the night. It was a long walk, about four miles, but I was stubborn. Eventually, it started raining and a car stopped and a dad-looking man asked if I wanted a ride. I accepted and got to thinking that since it was a small town and we were close to my house, it would be okay. Well, the guy starts talking to himself as if he's in an argument over whether or not to do something, but I can't make out anything he's saying. I can also tell we weren't going the fastest, most direct way to my house, but I don't say anything. I just kind of sit there paralyzed and hope everything is going to be okay. After about 10 minutes of riding in silence, listening to this guy argue with himself, he pulls over on the side of the road. It's pouring out and we're in some other part of town, probably just as far from my house as I was when he picked me up. He told me to get out and then he looks at me and says very sternly, Don't you ever accept a ride from a stranger again. Easter Bunny from Hell One year when I was in elementary school, I happened to wake up the night before Easter Sunday. I was bored so I walked over to my window and peeked out. I saw the Easter Bunny hopping through the yard. It was an adult person in an Easter Bunny costume, but at the time, I just thought, Easter Bunny! I got really excited and left my bedroom and started going down the stairs. But as I walked past my parents' bedroom, they stopped and asked me what I was doing. They wouldn't let me go outside and play with the Easter Bunny, which made me really angry, but eventually, they got me back in bed and I went to sleep. It wasn't until years later that I realized how creepy the whole thing was. There was some stranger outside dressed up like an Easter bunny in the middle of the night and I almost left my house to go and play with them. If my parents hadn't caught me going down the stairs, they wouldn't have even noticed I was gone until morning. We have come to the end of our frightful Christmas series. I hope you enjoyed these creepy tales. Don't forget to follow Beauty Unlocked on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Your support really means the world to me. Happy New Year, my loves. Stay safe out there, and remember that real life is scarier than fiction. 